Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. Before we get started, I am asking for donations to keep my show free of ads and interruptions and provide the best quality information out there. There is a link in the description below. And again, thank you so much for supporting my podcast and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Metaphysical Mentor Podcast with Michael Philpott, providing you inspiration, information, knowledge, and motivation to help you on your soul's path covering topics related to health and happiness from the mystical to the metaphysical and everything in between, making the unknown known. Now let's join the podcast to discover today's topic. And we are recording. Hello, Dr. Stacy. How are you? I am fantastic, Mike. Thanks so much for having me today. Oh, well, thank you for being on. I, it's got to be what, two years since the last time we talked? Was It, it has to be at least two years. When we did that interview for 5 dt or 5D TV? It might be. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, that was fun. That was a lot of fun there. I really appreciate it. So I really, again, I appreciate you being on the show today. Uh, lots to talk about. We're going to have some amazing information for everybody listening today. Uh, Dr. Stacy has got a wealth of knowledge, but before we get started, Dr. Stacy, just kind of give me a little bit about your background for all my listeners there. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. I am a fourth generation doctor of chiropractic. So chiropractic is truly the fountain of youth because I don't look anywhere near 109. But um, boom, <laughs> that's my one and only joke. So I am not a joke teller, but I am an expert in helping you to heal your health naturally. <laughs> and so through Lifestyle Balance Solutions is how I share information, tips and tricks on how you can regain your health, how you can live a life with more vitality easily and naturally. Yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about because I was always curious to see how you made that switch. Because I know with chiropractic, it's really about a holistic approach. But for the most part, when you're treating people, it's, you know, you're kind of just kind of fixing up for their backs and their necks and making sure that everything's aligned. And for the most part, out the door, where you go. So where did you make that kind of transition where say, okay, there's, there's got to be more. I got to be doing something more because you developed this whole system of with nutrition and everything else. Where did that switch you know, happen within your practice? Well, it wasn't actually a switch, Mike. In hmm. regards to chiropractic and wellness in the body, the brain and spinal cord is the master controller. Without that system, there is no life. And so by ensuring that your brain and spinal cord is functioning at its optimal level, it's not just about getting rid of signs and symptoms like headaches or back pain. It's about unleashing the power within the body so that the body can be healthy. So that has always been the basis of my care that I provide for my patients. And what I was finding is that a lot of the same questions was, were coming up with patients and I was repeating a lot of the same things. And it wasn't even I who realized that I need to put this together, package it together and make it available to more people. It was actually my husband who said, you need to get online with this, um, take it worldwide because the message is universal. It's not just my patients in my office in Brantford. So many others can benefit from what I'm sharing anyway. I'm already providing health and wellness talks in my office at that time. I already had the content, I already had the material. And for any person, it, when you're in an area of your expertise and when you are finding that people are asking the same questions, the same advice of you, you too can do exactly the same thing because you have a gift, you have knowledge, you have experience to share with others. And so that's what I found. And that's what I did. And it, it wasn't on my own. It was definitely with the help, help of mentors and other 
instructors who have already done it because I didn't even know where to start. But taking everything online into a concise program that's easy for people to understand how their body functions on the inside and then how to fuel it well, like a well-oiled machine. That's what I've put together to help people really learn how their bodies function because so many don't even know what happens on the inside. Yeah, and that's so true. And that's one of the things I want to talk to you about. So what were some of those questions that people, you would keep repeating yourself over and over again? What are some of those fundamental questions that everybody was asking? Well, pain. Pain has many sources, right? And pain is a great motivator to have people come into my office. But pain is not the only reason why you would see a chiropractor. But also reducing pain comes in many different forms. So reducing pain by getting pressure off the nerves, by getting adjusted. Reducing pain by stretching or having massage to relax tension in muscle tissue. Reducing pain by eliminating inflammatory foods. That's a key component because you can have joint pain, which isn't necessarily due to um, damage of the joint, it could be simply due to swelling of the cells, swelling within the joint. Whenever there's inflammation, increased fluid, cells can only stretch a finite amount and fluid puts extra pressure. Well, now you have pain from the stretching within the cell and that's due to the inflammation. So removing those inflammatory foods that are causing inflammation is a huge component to reducing pain in the body. So that was one of the key components. And, uh, and of course, weight loss too, helps to reduce physical stress on the body. Sure. And oftentimes you're told so many reasons why you need to lose weight, whether it be from back pain, joint pain, hypertension, high cholesterol, sleep apnea, hair loss, all of these reasons, blood pressure, right? All of these reasons why you need to lose weight, but they never tell you how to do it. And the point is diets don't work. And so I was sharing that with my patients too, how you can fuel your body differently so that your engine runs better, improves your metabolism as you heal. And that's when weight loss becomes effortless. So what I teach is completely backwards to what the mainstream media is telling you and what I yeah. teach actually work because it's not a diet. Yeah. And that's, that's some of the things I'm finding out more and more. I'm hearing that same thing. It's like, you know, these, all these diets and these trends and things like that. And some are super, some are some, you know, some of the things I've found out, you know, on a short-term basis, if you're in a very kind of very unhealthy body mode or something like that, and it's just for more of a temporary fix, it's like doing a, a detox just to kind of rebalance the body, get it, you know, back to normal. So what are the things that you were finding that were causing so much inflammation and, you know, because, you know, inflammation, again, you talk about the swelling and then the everything else causing the pain. So what are some of the things that you were finding were causing that infl inflammation? Now, um, it was, now a, was it, was it, look, sorry, let me just say, but it, was it also localized, you know, swelling or is it more systemic throughout the body that's causing a lot of the pain? No, too? It, it will be systemic throughout the body. When you have an injury, you twist your ankle or something, there'll be localized inflammation to that traumatized joint, okay. right? And that body response lasts a fairly short period of time. And after that, you want healing to happen and repair to happen. And, and that's part of the swelling that the body um, activates with is part of the healing response. But when you have generalized inflammation that is systemic, meaning that it is in the entire body, that's where you have diffuse pain throughout the body because of the stretching of the cells. 
So all of the processed foods that are highly manufactured with all the chemicals and preservatives that are in it, many of those lead to swelling in the body because it's just like putting diesel fuel in a gas engine. The engine cannot run effectively if you're putting the wrong fuel into it. And all of the simple fuels, which are the processed foods, they've already been processed. They're broken down into their smallest building blocks. They contain wheat and all their pul other pulverized starches. And all of those things lead to inflammation in the body. They spike your blood sugar levels higher and faster than white table sugar. And the diabetic epidemic is unbelievable. It's out of control. And this will be the first generation of children who will not outlive their parents simply due to diabetes and obesity. Wow. And all of this is reversible, right? So we're eliminating those simple fuels, those highly pulverized manufactured processed foods that come in boxes and stay on shelves for a long time. The reason they're on the shelf is because all the organic matter, all the nutrients has been stripped away and removed. Okay. That's why it can stay on the shelf. So there's nothing in it that's going to nourish your body. Just empty calories. Exactly. Yeah, no nutrients you might as well no... use the cardboard. The cardboard's better for you than the stuff in the box. Yeah, the, the fiber inside. The fiber in there, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really amazing to see, you know, when... The idea with obesity and diabetes, like diabetes is, you know, we, we, there is a lot of information out there, but there's so much misinformation too. You know, when you talk about diabetics, they just think, oh, okay, well, I got to stick a needle and uh, they do get insulin and stuff like that, or I got to get in some glycophage or whatever the product is, whether it's a pill or something like that. But, you know, it's so many people I've heard, if you just start eliminating like those simple sugars, all that processed food, it's amazing how quickly your body will respond and get back to it and just having those simple, you know, just switching out those, you know, high processed foods and simple sugars to go into something a little bit more, you know, complex carbohydrates with some fiber in it makes a big difference. That's absolutely true. Your body is an amazing, miraculous adaptive mechanism. Your body is adapting 24 seven, 365. You step outside and it's freezing cold and you're in shorts and a t-shirt your body adapts by shivering to create heat for your survival. If you step outside and it's 90 degrees Fahrenheit and it's a hot summer blazing day and you're in shorts and a t-shirt, your body will sweat to adapt to the environment. So whatever environment you provide for your body is what it has to work with. And if it's a negative environment, your body will do the best that it can for as long as it can until it can't anymore. And that's when signs and symptoms start to show up. Yeah. But the point is when you change the environment you're providing and you provide whole natural foods, not a diet, but amazing healthy foods that fuels your body well, your body adapts to that new environment. And that's when healing can happen. So if you think that, oh, mom and dad had it, so I'm gonna have it too. Well, the point is through the science now today, through epigenetics, Genes can be turned on and turned off. So yes, yeah. if you provide the same environment that mom and dad did, then you will have the same outcome. Exactly. If you want a different outcome, change the environment you're providing for your body and you can shut it off. Yeah. Healing it, happens every single day. 
Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. You mentioned epigenetics. You know, I've had uh, just a last podcast, we talked about epigenetics on a more detailed thing, but it's really amazing to see how, you know, simple things, you know, changing that environment changes, you know, the cell and everything else. And like you say, like, just make that simple switch. Like, okay, so your mom had it. So it's, you know, genetic thing, but it doesn't have to be, you know, you're making those simple switches and, and that, but it's also that mentality we grow up with, right? That, you know, I'm going to be like my parents or because my parents had or my grandparents. And it's just that kind of programming too. So there's a big mental aspect to it as well. So how do you address that? I mean, we changed the food, but how do you address the, the mental and emotional aspects of these changes? Everything begins with mindset. Every single thing begins with mindset. And you're right. It has been programming. TV programs are programming. The mainstream media programs you in a specific direction that they want you to take. Even if you show up with your healthcare professional and they tell you that you're pre-diabetic and they send you within the system, the system is there to keep you in the system. Have a yeah. sandwich for lunch every day is what you're told as a pre-diabetic. Meanwhile, wheat spikes your blood sugar levels higher and faster than white table sugar. So when you step into whole natural whole foods where it takes time for your body to break it down, time to chew it, time to ingest it, time for the digestive enzymes to whittle away and break it down into its smallest particles. So it's a nice slow release into the bloodstream so that your pancreas isn't running like the hamster on the wheel, but it's able to manage the sugar levels with natural insulin levels. That gets rid of the spiking and the crashing. All of that is how your body is supposed to function. So stepping into making those changes, mindset is the key. So if you believe that I'm gonna have it because mom and dad had it and there's nothing I can do, then you are right. If you believe that you can step into learning how to make changes in your lifestyle, learning how to fuel your body better, learning how to implement simple strategies to get your body moving so that your body can function the exact way that it was designed and you believe that you can make change and have a different outcome, you are correct. You will be able to do it. Yeah. So whatever and, it is you set your mind to is what will be. Yeah. And that's really important. I'm glad you, uh, you touched on that. Cause you know, I always, you know, say that it's a lot of it, it's mental and it's, it's making those little switches. And once you make that little switch and then you realize, you know, I can empower. And one of the things I, I love about your post too, as well, I mean, all the videos you do, you're always inspiring people to make those changes. And in, I always say that if you inspire somebody, and you empower them to make those changes. Those changes are so profound. And it's just the simplest thing. It's just a shift in that energy in their own thought and their own consciousness. And those shifts are so profound. And it only takes, you know, just a second, just to hear a word, just something that resonates deep. And then you make that shift. And it's like, what? I can change that? I don't have to be like my parents. I don't want to be like my mother. I don't want to be like my father. Are you crazy? There's no way I want this. But, you know, I, I just, that's what I really love. I mean, I love those type of posts that you do. Thank you so much. And, you know, the whole point is to help to awaken within my viewers, my members, my, my readers, those that engage with what I'm sharing, just to help to awaken the idea that change is even possible. And especially right now, uh, so many are living in fear, um, hunkered down, and in such a negative energy, that just creates more disease within the body. When you make a gentle shift into gratitude, what is it that you're grateful for right now, this minute? Just one thing. It doesn't have to be a big thing. 
But when you step into gratitude and, and just realizing that more things will show up in your life that you are grateful for, this is a new practice for you, but it completely changes your energy. When you get outside and just stand for 30 seconds, even with your eyes closed and just breathe and listen, that changes your energy. When you step into a positive mindset, you know, and anybody will know, if you're in a situation and a negative Nelly walks in the door, you can read that energy before that person even opens their mouth. You can see their body language, their posturing, um, their facial expression. We are all energetic beings. And when you step into a positive, grateful energy, your energy shifts and people around you notice that. And they will then interact with you in a different fashion because your energy has shifted. So if you want better relationships, if you want to be able to communicate better with people within your household or people outside, you know, at your workspace or whatever you're doing, simply start to utilize gratitude and positivity and see how you not only feel better, but how others around you respond to you differently in a more loving, open, uh, compassionate way, because we all need more love, especially today. Yeah, that's, that's so true. I mean, that's well said. Like, it, it's really amazing. You, once you see that shift in somebody, it's amazing how they, their energy field just affects everybody else around them. And it gives them permission for everybody else to, to raise their vibration up, to become happier, stuff like that. Because a lot of times we're always in, like you said, that negative Nelly. And you kind of, you know, people gravitate towards those, you know, like attracts like. And then if you move, remove yourself and increase that vibration, become happier, a little more, uh, have some gratitude, some joy, some just simple things. And that shift, again, that consciousness shifts, shifts that vibration, but you're also shifting the vibration of everybody else in the household too, as well. And that can be a profound thing too, as well. One of the things I really want to talk to you too is about, um, I just saw one of your posts is about, uh, about making change about changing and committing to yourself and uh, about that, because a lot of people have a lot of time right now. They've been stuck at home. They're reflecting on their lives and they want to make changes. And, and a lot of times, you know, people have been forced to change because of what the situation is with around the world. Um, they don't know how to change, but they want to change. And I saw that post with yours and it was really kind of really interesting. And it was just very, very positive. At the same time, it wasn't like it, it wasn't very like difficult to understand. It was very, you know, and it was very, I wouldn't say this, it was basic. I guess that's kind of the word I want to use, but it was just very easy to ingest and kind of, you know, filter through. It wasn't too technical. You didn't have to do any crazy stuff, but if maybe you can just kind of go through that whole process of, you know, uh, making that change and making commitment to yourself. Well, you are the only one who can choose whether you want to change or not. And if you have, chosen or decided that where you are right now isn't where you want to be and that you choose that you want change, then you do have to make change. Because if you don't make change, then nothing is going to change. So first of all, the first step is recognition, right? That you want change. So the second thing is, what is it that I do want to change. Pick one area is what I would recommend. Because if you say, well, I want to change my finances, I want to change my relationships, I want to change my business outlook, I want to change this, that, and the other thing, then you won't even know where to start. You will already stop yourself before you even start it because that's too overwhelming. So yes, there may be many aspects that you want to change, but pick one. 
And I would actually say, pick one that's going to be the easiest change for you to make. Because when you have success with making change in one area of your life, then you're much more apt to make other changes in other areas. If you tackle the biggest thing, the hardest thing, if you want to get out of debt and you've been under that for a long time, it's going to be a struggle not only to get out of the debt, but then when that's a struggle, then any other changes that you want to make, you're going to throw in the towel and say, why bother? Because it's too hard. Yeah, so start so with some, Yeah, so start with something where you know you're going to have success, something that's easiest for you to do. So if it's hydrating your body better, oh, I really know I heard that you're supposed to drink two liters of water a day and, and I don't drink any, right? Um, that person, if that person doesn't drink any water, but only coffee or Coke or alcohol, those are all diuretics and your body can't function well that way. Again, that's bad fuel in that engine. So if one change that you want to make is just start to improve the water intake, that's so doable. So start yeah. with that one thing, measure out the two liters of water, set a reminder on your phone every hour that you need to drink a glass of it at 6 p.m. at night, make sure that that two liters is all put into your body so that you have your body has a couple hours to metabolize it and void it before it's bedtime so that you have a great restful sleep so that you're not being interrupted. So those are some very easy steps that you and everyone can do right now today to help to improve the health of their body. It's completely doable. You can write it down. You can put it in your schedule, in your phone. You can accomplish it because when it's sitting there staring you right in the face on your desk, you know that it has to be consumed. So get a pretty bottle or whatever that's sitting right there. So because you won't get up from your desk, you'll be sitting there for three hours and won't even have moved, right? And that's yeah. a whole nother thing, right? Every hour get movement into your day. But um, we'll stick with water if that's a great example for right now. I think that's a fantastic way. And it was something simple because I was like, I was writing notes down here because, you know, I, you know, one of the things I love about this podcast is I get a little education myself. So I was like, okay, let me take this notes down two liters. Now, why two liters? Why not like one and a half, three liters? Uh, can we overdo it with water? Um, or is two liters is kind of like kind of the baseline that we need to have in our body. Is that, is that also including any other like tea, coffees, like sodas or alcohols and things like that? Let's say I've had a okay, glass so of wine with dinner. We'll talk or, about those too, but, um, I generally use two liters as a ballpark figure. There okay. is a mathematical equation that you can take your body weight into account. So, you know, for your body weight, an ounce per whatever, and, and you can do that. So in regards, can you drink too much water? Sure, you can do anything to excess, right? So within reason. Now, basically, the easy test that I share with everyone is called the P test. And it's called the P test for a reason, something that you can do at home in the privacy of your own home in the bathroom. It's super easy. So basically, over the course of the night, you're not drinking any water. So yes, your urine in the morning will be darker in color and all that more concentrated. Yeah. Through the course of the day, if you are hydrating your body well, your urine should be clear, colorless and odorless. That means mm -hmm. that your body is well hydrated. And when you do this, your bladder will be so much healthier and happier because urine is uric acid, which is acidic, which is corrosive to the wall of the bladder. 
Also, your bowels will be happier because if you're well hydrated, you won't be constipated and movement through your intestines will be better and your bowels will be happier. You will be happier, but every single cell in your body needs water to function optimally. So that's the P test, clear, colorless and odorless. Now you want to finish consuming it by six o'clock at night so that you're not up through the night having to go to the bathroom. Now in regards to other things to drink. So things that take water out of your body are caffeine. So coffee, teas, colas, sodas, um, alcohol, they're all diuretics and they take water out of your body. So you can't say, oh, I had three cups of coffee or half a pot of coffee today. That's my water. Uh, no, it's not. Because for every cup of coffee you drink, you need to drink two glasses of water to replace what was taken out of your body. So herbal teas, which are naturally caffeine free, you can count that towards a glass of water. Now, if you want, if water's too boring, it's too bland, I can't stand it, whatever. First of all, it should be filtered. It should be great, clear, um, pure water. You can infuse it with fresh fruits. Um, throw okay. some berries in it, some herbs, some mint, basil and rosemary are beautiful. Cucumber and melon, amazing, right? So you can flavor it naturally, not with stuff out of a bottle or squirts or powders or chemicals and crap. That's the whole point is to do it naturally. Yeah, that's one of the things I do. I got like yeah, a little bit of lemon lemon juice in that. I try to drink that. Uh, uh, yeah, time I'll throw some cranberries in there too as well and drink some cranberry water to change it up, which I hear Absolutely. is fantastic with that quinatic acid yes. there. It's good for the, for the immune system, um, which is really simple. I really love that approach where it's just very, very simple things, just drinking some basic water. And I mean, it's... And that's one of the things I loved about your program. I think it's just a lot of it's just common sense, but it's, it's, it's packaged in a way that when you talk about it, it's just, it's just so simple. It's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I mean, if I'm having two cups of coffee a day, I better drink some more water. Like we just don't think about that. And when you sit down and have a cup of coffee, you know, I've been guilty of that. You know, I'm sitting in front of the computer here every time, I, you know, you start editing, you have a cup of coffee, you don't realize, you know, it's like, oh geez, I didn't have any water. And then, like you said, that P test is like, wait a minute, I'm a little off today. And it's like, okay, why is that? But now it makes sense. I mean, if it's not clear, if it's, it was, what's the, what's the clear, clear, um, clear, colorless, and odorless. Thank you. Clear, colorless, and odorless. I gotta write that down. Clear, colorless, and odorless. Yeah, that's, I mean, that because makes so much sense. If you drink too much coffee, you can smell that in your urine too. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. That's interesting. I didn't, it's like, hmm, smells like Java. No. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's probably interesting how like that is. Now, one of the things I want to talk to you about too as well is we talk about the mental aspect too as well. Cause uh, you know, so much, you know, uh, I like to focus on is the mental and emotional aspects of people, you know, he- eating and making changes and things like that. So how do you prevent something like self-sabotage when it comes to this? Cause you know, as humans, we just love to do that. We want to make change. Somehow there's a part of us that kind of says, yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to do it. I'll just, I'll sabotage. I'll have that glass of wine. It's well, instead of one, I'll have two or a cup of coffee, I'll have three or four. And plus the, uh, plus the Danish goes with it, maybe a donut. So how do we prevent, you know, or how, you know, some of the techniques that you talk to your clients about, how do you eliminate self-sabotage? That is such an amazing topic. And yes, it all starts with here. So when you've made the decision and the conscious choice that you want change, the next step is how am I going to make those changes? And the steps that you implement have to be things that you can do. So if, say, for example, I make the recommendation that you increase your exercise level, 
right? And you decide then that, okay, at four o'clock on Tuesday, I'm going to run for 20 minutes. Well, if you're still at work at four o'clock on Tuesday, first of all, that's not going to work. And if you hate running, that's not going to work. So make sure that the steps that you're putting in are things that you will actually want to do so that you're not sabotaging yourself before you even got started. So first of all, mental, right? You make the choice. Second, steps that you know that you can do. In regards to diets, the reason why they don't work is because the reward cascade that's hardwired in your brain. This is part of survival of the fittest when we were hunters and gatherers, and it's part of our hardwiring. So on a diet, you stick to the rules, you eat the stupid salads all week, you get to the end of the week, and if you were successful and you actually lost some weight, then you're so super excited and proud of yourself. And you know what? You worked really hard and you deserve a reward. And here comes the chocolate sundae or the glass of wine or the donut or whatever. Or the because combination of, the of everything. Cascade. Right. And that's because of the reward cascade. Now, if you don't have to deprive yourself of your favorites and you actually get to enjoy what it is that you're doing, that in itself becomes the reward. And that's why the recipes in my system, you still get to have chocolate cake. You still get to have chocolate chip cookies. You just make them differently. So it still fuels your body well. Now, when you're talking specifically about, you know, the fourth cup of coffee or whatever, and, and the self-sabotage and the donut or the third cup of wine or, or whatever, um, really, it's important to have people around you supporting you, yeah. have discussions with them. Let them know that this is what you want to accomplish, that you're really committed to it, but you may need assistance along the way. So if there's someone at home with you or, or whoever you're with and you're at dinner, be upfront with them and tell them, you know what, I am committed and dedicated to making some changes in my life. Tonight at supper, you know, I'm going to have one glass of wine or whatever the thing is and tell them, don't let me order the second one because that may have been something that you usually would do. Tell them, you have permission to tell me no. You have permission to tell the waiter, no, she doesn't want that, or you know, like whatever. Tell them, because then they can help you be successful. And that actually might help them make choices differently too. They yeah. may say, you know what, that's a great idea. I'm gonna do that too. So both you and I will do that together tonight. You know, so, it's things like that. So incorporate people around you, put up signs. If you're at home alone, if you live on your own, put a sign on the fridge. You do not open, right? Like supper time is already done. The door stays closed. And again, with my system, I have the healthy shopping blueprint too, which if you stick to the list, you don't buy the junk. If the junk doesn't come home, it's not in the cupboards. If it's not in the cupboards, you can't eat it. Yeah, that makes right? sense. So be, yeah. being really conscious of what you're bringing into the home, what you're consuming, what choices you're making, because every single thing is a choice. Whether you choose not to choose, that's a choice too. Yeah, and that and that's that's well said. You know, it's, it's amazing how if you if you actually have people around you that can support you, and I think that's really important. And it's also times it's very difficult. Uh, you know, over the years, I find that it's you know, it's very difficult to find those positive people who will keep you accountable, but also keep themselves accountable too, as well, because 
everybody, you know, there's that one person or several people in your group that don't want you to succeed. You know, it's like, oh, come on, Stacy. Why don't you have that glass of wine? What's the, it's only a glass of wine. Like, come on. Like, why don't you have that chocolate cake? You know, and it's like, and they're your friend, but then at the same time too, they're not really supportive. So it's really interesting when you, when you say have the supportive people, sometimes you, you got to kind of make sure you have the right people around you. And it's so important and to really change that. That's absolutely true. Absolutely. Because um, that's a whole different discussion, but you know, if, if they're going down a particular road, they don't want you to succeed. So is it really in your best interest to have them there with you in that moment when you know that you're going to need help? And the answer would be no. And sometimes that's really tough choices to make, tough decisions to make, but again, it's a choice. If you truly want change and you know that they're not going to support you in that change, then that's another choice that needs to be made. Yeah. And as sometimes those, those toxic people are sometimes the best choices that you can make because you don't realize a lot of your behaviors and things that you normally do have been affected by the people around you. And once you have that kind of toxic relationship out, it just allows you because you don't, you don't feel so bad. You don't have that kind of energy drain around them. You don't kind of you know, you don't commiserate around them. You, it allows you that flexibility and freedom to start doing other things to explore, you know, all these different changes that you want to make. And it's just such a beneficial and because you're just not around that, like even with your family too, as well, because family could be the, the worst obstacle to get around because if you're living in an environment that's, you know, everybody else's, you know, negative Nelly, it's going to be very difficult to, to move that. But sometimes, you know, they say you can't change your, you can't choose your family but you can make changes to the family as well, which is really important. Yeah, so what is how much time you spend with them? That's for sure. And the, yeah. the, the point is the five people that you most closely associate with is the sum of who you are. Yeah. So think like about that. the five that you most closely associate with. Yeah, that's, that's really, it's really, I've heard that quote before. I'm trying to figure out where I've heard that before, yeah. but yeah. All, all of the inspirational speakers, Bob Proctor, Jack Canfield, you know, uh, Raymond Aaron, we all talk about that. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, the movie, The Secret and what you're attracting, what you focus on is what will develop uh, wherever your attention goes is what will show up. So if your attention is to debt, more debt will show up. If your attention is to ill health, that's exactly what will show up. If you shift your attention, that is what will show up. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. It's amazing. Yeah. Cause you know, I was like, oh, I love those guys, you know, Bob Proctor and uh, Jack Campbell. I've, I've read several of his books. Now, if I remember correctly, you used, did you work with Bob and Jack too as well? Or um, maybe I'm just re reading something. Yeah. They, they have both endorsed my book, heal your health. No, and oh, I, had the I did not know that. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you talk about mentors, I mean, you got two of the best mentors out there, you know, kind of like the OGs of uh, mentorships of uh, those two guys. And it's really interesting with Bob, you know, he's, you know, I don't know how old he is, but he's just, he's got all that energy and it's just like, wow, that's amazing. And then he's of course, over 85 now and I had really? the opportunity to visit his home and be in his studio. And uh, he provided a testimonial for my book uh, from his studio. I have that on video. So and um, Jack Canfield, uh, we are working right now on the Love Challenge, 21 Day Love Challenge with Jenna Atwood and utilizing essential oils in young living. So um, that's a whole nother component of 
tools that you can integrate into your life to shift your energy and, and focus. And uh, the love challenge has just been amazing because we could all use more love right now. Yeah, I love that. So just give me just a little bit of basics of the love challenge there. Is it 21 days? What's the love challenge? So what do we got to do? Um, so anybody who's interested, you can connect with me. We're in the midst of it right now. And yep. um, Jana Atwood is uh, leading this challenge with us uh, through the passion test and then uh, daily meditations and utilizing valor, love, joy, um, frankincense, release, um, these amazing essential oils and utilizing different protocols and meditating on, on what it is that you want to create and the love that you want to share. And it begins with self-love, right? And that is yeah. so much of even what we were talking about initially, choosing, right? Choosing differently. And when you choose to put yourself at the top of your priority list, that is self-love. When you choose to incorporate things that help to re-energize you, nourish your soul, feed your mind, you can then show up as your best version of you. But oftentimes we're at the bottom of our own list because yeah. we're doing for everyone else all the time. And that's how you live a life of frustration, fatigue, and exhaustion in a life that you don't love. Yeah. Now speaking, you know, speaking about that, like, I mean, as a physician, like, I mean, that must be something you must dealt with yourself because you're constantly, I mean, you got a family, you got a business and you got your patients and stuff like that. You're constantly helping people. Like, did you find you were one of those people where you just give, 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 and you come home and it's like, I got to give, 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 give some more. And then it's like, okay, what's left for Stacy? Did you ever find that self? With exactly. Yeah. I certainly did. And at the age of 33, that was almost my demise. And that it was through that journey of understanding because I, I grew up, I was raised, you know, if your friend didn't have a red crayon to color with, you shared yours with them. If they didn't have enough for lunch, you shared your lunch with them. So I was always giving. And I was at the point where I would determine my own self-worth from the praise that I got from others around me in regards to how much I was doing. And so it really... Um, hit home. I, I had a, a, a health crisis that I had to go through. And it was through that learning of lesson and understanding that if I didn't put myself first, I would be no good to anybody else because I wouldn't even be here anymore. And that was a really tough transition for me to make because it was so ingrained in me that I, to do for myself would be selfish. And that was such a negative thing. Yeah. So it, it was a real journey for me. And that's why I'm such a proponent of self-care, self-love, and you taking care of you first. Um, because if you don't do it, no one else is going to do it for you. Yeah, that is so true. Now, how do you balance between you know self-care and just being uh, really egotistical and it's all about me? How do you make that shift between, okay, self-care, I love myself and self, and then just it's all about me? Because there's, you know, everybody likes to be that selfishness about themselves. And you see, you see that all the time. You, you, all you do is got to look on any social media sites and all that any crazy stuff. So how do you, you know, make, make that distinction between self-care and being, uh, being selfish? Um, I think that comes within the person, right? For me personally, um, I, I don't feel that I'm selfish because I am such a giver and that's my human nature and, and that's what I do. And I want to be able to share so much with others that I had to learn that if I didn't look after myself, I wouldn't be here to share it with others. And so 
I, I don't feel that, you know, I'm out there going, oh, it's all about me. You know, I'm here to help you help all of our listeners and, and people to live a better life and to understand um, what it is to incorporate that self-care into life because we're not taught to do that. No, we're not again. taught to take time. Right. And so to uncover that and peel it back a little bit, people say, just as you said, you know, Oh, that makes sense. And it seems to be common sense, but nobody thinks about it. Right. So obviously it's not common sense because com people aren't commonly doing it. It needs to be pointed out in order to do it. Um, so I, I don't think I really answered your question because I don't think I, I don't come from that egotistical place. So I, I don't think I have it in me. <laughs> no, but I, you know, I just, I, I, I just, you know, I just, I, yeah, yeah. I, I well, yeah, I, meeting you, I, I, and being around your energy, it's absolutely beautiful. So yeah, I can definitely see that, but I just find that, you know, a lot of people, um, there is a lot of selfishness and they kind of say that, oh, it's self-care, but it's not really self-care. There's a big difference between being selfish and it's all about me and look at me and what am I doing and stuff like that. And instead of being selflessness, you know, there's a, there's a big shift in the change in that and where it comes from the heart center. And I, I mean, being in your energy, you're, you're so heart centered. It's, it's a little, it's crazy how much heart centered you are and where you are. It's, it's, it's quite, quite, uh, quite nice. So that being said, I just want to know, you got any new programs, anything coming out of the, in the works right now that you got going on? The new programs? Sure Thank you. Thank you for asking. I'll just um, give a quick uh, show. Of course, my book, Heal Your Health, endorsed by Bob and Jack, amazing mentors. And then, of course, my Healthy Fuels Cookbook, which is kid-tested and family-approved. So it's wheat-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, gluten-free, easy and delicious, um, smoothies, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert, because what's life without dessert, right? You yes. get chocolate cake and so much more. Um, but an easy guide to get you started. I have my free guide, 10 down in 10 days. And recall that at the beginning, we talked about something that you can implement easily and over the course of just a few minutes. So these are 10 steps that you can do one at a time that you can implement just 10 minutes at a time. So you can find 10 minutes anywhere in your day. So yeah. you can implement these 10 steps to begin to heal your health naturally. So you can get that at 10down10days.com. But one of the best things is on the back page, I summarized all 10 steps. So you can just print that off and put it in the mirror in the bathroom or on the fridge That's in the kitchen yeah. or whatever, so that you always have it with you as that reminder of, yes, I made that commitment to me. Yes, I wanna do that step today. Yes, I will accomplish it before I go to bed. And um, you can make that deal with yourself. and. You know, there's an accountability tool as well, a tracker that you can just check off as you do it through the course of the day. And, and it really is about just stepping into what you want to do for you to get you to where you want to go. And the first yeah. step is you need to figure out where that is and, and just take a moment and, and think on it and get in that mindset to make the shift. Yeah. And that is fantastic information. I'm so happy that you're on the show today because um, I knew this was going to be a great show and I knew you had so much information out there for a lot of people. Uh, you know, it's very common sense, but it's, it's wrapped up in a beautiful package. Um, it's easy to understand too, as well. Um, I really enjoy your posts. Like, I mean, you're just constantly putting out information out there, inspiring, and it's really about inspiring people 
and, uh, in, you know, to make those, you know, little choices, those simple little choices. And, um, that being said, Dr. Stacy, where can they find you? If they're looking for you, where can they find you on the World Wide Web? I am all over social media. Just search Dr. Stacy Cooper and you will find me. Um, my group on Facebook is Balanced Living with Dr. Stacy. So I welcome you there. Join in our community and learn more about how you too can heal your health naturally. Yeah, and then, of nice. course, grab the free guide, 10 down 10 days.com. Yeah, highly recommend that. It's, you know, it's something simple. Um, you know, those little small changes can make a big difference in your life. And uh, I highly recommend uh, anything that Dr. Stacy puts out. Beautiful stuff there. Um, Dr. Stacy, uh, we're out of time. We're all I could done. talk for days. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, that's, it's, it's that passion, right? You know, it's what, uh, was it Janet's there? As she is as the passion chest lady, right? Is that correct? Yes, yeah. Janet Atwood, The Passion Test. Yeah. Yes. yeah, I mean, yeah, love that book. It's a great book. So a little shout out to Janet there. Um, that being said, uh, Dr. Stacy, I'm just going to say thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate that. Um, I'm just going to close out the show. This has been the Metaphysical Mentor Podcast with Michael Philpot. Thank you so much for joining me and goodbye for now.